Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley, and I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Well, Heidi, we've got a great show today. Uh, with an important topic because it's on twin loss and that can be a hidden grief, right? Mom, it absolutely is. And we are going to be speaking with Katie Kay Foster today. And I met Katie Kay at the Twinless Twins Conference where I was a keynote. And it was really an eye-opening conference for me because, you know, I've been speaking about sibling loss for most of my career, for about 20 years now. And I didn't appreciate the difference between twin loss and sibling loss until I went to this conference. Mm. You know, I didn't realize that being a womb mate is really profound. Being in the womb with another person and being connected to almost to that other person is like losing a part of yourself. Mm. So it is profound. And we have someone here today that's gonna talk with us and I met her at this conference. So let me tell you a little bit about her. An early twin loss twin Katie K. Foster has survived a lifetime of hidden grief searching for her twin. That gives me chills. Mm -hmm. Knowing she was a twin who could not claim such a special bond. Cultural beliefs at the time of birth were that if the baby did not come home from the hospital, the baby was not talked about. However, today, Katie K. knows different. Welcome to the show, Katie K. Tell us a little bit about what happened. We were born in July and our due date was September, Mm. mid-September. So... We um, were born like 28 weeks. Mm-hmm. Between us, we weighed like six pounds. So I'm 213 and K's 3'1". Mm-hmm. And um, for many, many years, I heard snippets and stories and I never knew what was true, what wasn't, because given the time and the culture, my parents didn't know how to grieve. You took K as a, as a, way, to, as a way to honor your twin, is that right? Recently. Basically, what I was able to find out last summer after the conference, and I shared this mm-hmm. with you last week, was I went back to the Midwest and went to the medical campus where we were born and requested our medical records. Wow. Now, when I did that, I took her death certificate, which is all I ever had, and my birth certificate, and kind of said, here, this is what I have, and I waited like six weeks to get a response back, but that same day, I went to the medical school, because there was a teaching hospital at the same time, Mm -hmm. and even though everything had changed, what was really kind of unique was... I went in there and they called this guy up from the records and I explained what happened and he goes, oh, well, let me take a look. And this is like 3.15 in the afternoon and the next day I was leaving uh, to come back to Arizona and the guy come, calls me the next morning at like 8.02 in the morning and I was just blown away. He goes, I found her. Wow, oh that's unbelievable. Found her record because what happened was is after she passed, she didn't make it. She lived less than a day. And um, he, he found the record of her being transferred to the university for medical research. And then the only thing I ever knew on our death certificate was that she had been cremated. So I spent all my life looking for her, trying to figure out where she went. 
And one of the biggest reliefs he ever gave me was when he said, it sounds harsh, but I can tell you where her ashes are and mm -hmm. spread over the university campus. And it was like light, night and day to me. Oh my gosh, how interesting. And then getting the metal, medical records, I found out all the things they did. I was in the hospital for 61 days. The biggest thing I got from the records was our footprints. Wow, that's big. That's big, so That was the first tangible thing I had in my whole life that she existed. Because to me, the way I grew up and the denial that surrounded our family was, you're a twin, but you can't acknowledge you're a twin because she didn't come home. And I couldn't claim I was a twin growing up because I, I ended up staying back a grade. And my brother, who was a year younger, we were in the same grade from second grade on. And they would always ask us if we were twins. And it's a really difficult question to wrap yes. around. You know, I'm a twin, but not to him, because then you have to go into the story that you don't know anything about. And how has it changed your life to, to have read those records? It's amazing. It is unbelievable. And I don't know how for, you know, 50 some odd years that, you know, I spent searching and one thing changed how I feel about myself and how I feel about Kay. And how do you feel differently today? How, when you say how you feel about yourself? I feel like I'm not searching for her. I had mm. gone into intensive therapy for mm -hmm. something else. And I mentioned my twin being passed away. And, you know, this therapist got knee to knee to me, looked me in the eye and told me I could grieve for my twin. And I said, uh, I, I heard I couldn't. And I just, it was awful. So to hear I could, it started me on this journey. And, um, I started looking for, you know, Twinless Twins because I had heard about it back in the day when it was on TV. I had gotten their newsletter sent to my house, but nothing clicked. And I went online and this was in April two years ago. And I found out that the Twinless Twins convention was going to be in um, Tucson. And I'm like, oh, that's just down the street from me. You know? So I signed up and that was so amazing. I picked up another twin from the airport and I had a lot of nerves before I went. Um, but when I, when I met her and hugged her, it was a knowing. It was a, oh my gosh, there are people like me out there. And then the whole weekend, it was just this cloud of unrealness because I didn't have to explain. They knew. I wasn't missing a part of me there. It's... I was going to ask you that, Katie K. Growing up, did you always feel like some somebody was missing that your twin was missing in your oh, life? That a part of you was missing? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I I'd like to think that you know any early lost twin, the only connection we have, and this is something I came up with, is cocoon twins. Mm -hmm. Because when you're in a cocoon, you're in a dark, safe, warm environment, mm -hmm. and that's the only connection us twins ever had that are early lost that, you know, we don't have the pictures. We don't have the memories. Mm -hmm. We don't have those tangible things. Mm -hmm. And that's why seeing her footprints was so amazing. I have it on my phone. That's great. And I look at it every day.
I think it's important in talking to you too, uh, KDK, because it's been a, it was a long time ago that it happened and I love it, how meaningful it is. It's worth it to go back and find those hurts and resolve them. It is, it is because I have had um, issues all my life and just knowing that it stemmed from when we were born, that mm -hmm. early trauma. This is a very significant loss and you're giving people, like my mom said, permission to grieve it and validation. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not a figment of your imagination and the feelings that I know I feel are undescribable to someone that doesn't get it because there's that connection. So KDK, what has helped you? Oh my gosh. Um, so, so many things. Okay. I, one was to really get real and try and figure out where this was coming from. And mm -hmm. I had many therapists really just examining where this goes. I mean, I've read mm -hmm. books, knowing that Kay is, is here is amazing. Mm -hmm. And um, some of the other things I've been doing lately is acupuncture and acupressure. Oh, I love it. And um, this, this has really helped a lot too because I have a lot of um, memory muscles mm -hmm. and memory triggers, so to speak, that, you know, it's just releasing some of that so the new stuff can come in. And every time I hit another level, um, even reluctantly through my therapist, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's necessary so that I can move on and, and work my way up to speaking like to you. I want to thank you so much for being on the show today. And I, I know you're helping a lot of people and will help a lot of people in the future. I mean, you're an inspiration. Well, if somebody wants to contact me, they can send me an email to kdkfoster at gmail. Thank you, KDK, and uh, good luck on your journey. You and your twin sister, Kay, are doing a lot to help other people right now. So thank yes. you. We want to thank you for watching and listening to the show today. And Heidi, and I know KDK would too, want to wish you a good day. And if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own, and God bless. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation, where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.